Hello, welcome to the BT360 podcast, What's Up in Business Travel, a weekly podcast where we update you on what's up this week in the world of business travel. This podcast is great for those who need to know what's happening all in less than 15 minutes. My name is Ash. Let's get started. It is Monday, March 28th, and we have completed week 12 of 2022. Are you enjoying this podcast? Does this podcast help you stay in the know? If so, be sure to tell someone about it today. We think that they will appreciate it and thank you for it, just as we do. Now, let's get to our headlines. In some unfortunate news, a Chinese airplane with 123 passengers and 9 crew members crashed on Monday in China. Data from a flight tracking website, FlightRadar24.com, shows that China Eastern Flight was traveling at about 30,000 feet at a cruising altitude of 523 miles per hour before it dropped. The crash ignited a fire and hundreds of firefighters and rescuers were sent to the scene. Chinese President Xi called for an all-out effort in rescue operations and urged that any safety hazards that could have been caused of the crash need to be investigated. The aircraft involved is a Boeing 737-800NG. This was the first fatal air crash in China since 2010. About 74% of the 12,000 flights scheduled in China have been cancelled, including a majority between Beijing and Shanghai. In more recent news, a second black box has been recovered at the crash site of the 737-800. The recovery of a cockpit voice recorder was already made, and now the flight data recorder has been recovered. Southwest Airlines has launched a new fare category called Wanna Getaway Plus. This new fare category will credit Southwest Rapid Reward loyalty members with 8 points for every dollar spent on the ticket and offer additional benefits like same-day confirmed changes and standby lists at no cost. The new category will sit between the Wanna Getaway Fair and the Anytime Fair categories. As with the Wanna Getaway Fair, the Plus Fair will include two free check bags, no change or cancellation fees, and a flight credit of up to 12 months for a cancellation. Consumers are more willing to forego some of their favorite activities for six months or longer in order to travel. That is according to a new survey from Travelport, which queried more than 2,000 consumers from the US, UK, Australia, Hong Kong, India, Singapore, and the UAE. According to the survey, 71% of respondents will skip concerts, 64% will stop buying new clothes, and 63% will give up spa treatments, 60% will skip going to movies, and 53% will stop playing sports in an all-out effort to save money in order to spend it on traveling. The results are another piece of evidence of what so many in the travel industry have become increasingly aware over the last few months that pent-up travel demand was already at an all-time high and is only growing. New York-based OTA operator Fair Portal, which runs Cheapo Air and One Travel, is being fined $2.6 million by New York because of deceptive marketing practices. The OTA boasts that it is ranked in the top five online travel companies in the U.S. by revenue and in the top three online travel companies in the U.S. by monthly traffic. The New York Attorney General announced this week that the fine was being levied because the company used deeply deceptive tactics to trick millions of consumers into booking airline and hotel rooms with dishonest and predatory behavior. Now in news related to changes in travel due to the pandemic. American citizens can now return from abroad on expired passports through June 30th, the State Department has announced. 
The temporary measure, which last extended in December, had been set to expire on March 31st. This extension would lessen ongoing travel difficulties created by the global COVID-19 pandemic. The measure does not apply to travel from U.S. to another country. Travelers should confirm their eligibility for traveling on an expired passport prior to finalizing travel arrangements. China's financial hub of Shanghai said it would lock down the city and carry out COVID-19 testing over a nine-day period between March 28th and April 5th. This is due to a new daily record for infections. Shanghai has battled a new COVID-19 surge for nearly a month, and for Saturday it reported its highest daily number of cases since the initial breakout in China receded. The city recorded over 2,600 new cases, which accounted for nearly 60% of China's total new cases for that day. Fiji announced on Thursday night that the three-night stay requirement upon entry into the country is being removed and fully vaccinated visitors can come to the island nation starting next month. According to the Fiji Broadcasting Corporation, Fiji Minister for Economy announced in Parliament on Thursday that following the establishment of private testing facilities nationwide, the three-night stay requirement is being removed. He said that from April 7th this year, fully vaccinated visitors, residents, and citizens of Fiji are only required to conduct a rapid antigen test within 24 hours of arrival in Fiji at an approved testing facility. The UK government will be removing all remaining COVID-19 travel rules on March 18th. In a long-awaited move, the Transportation Secretary said that the passenger locator form and tests on all arrivals to the UK will be stood down starting on March 18th. Travel organizations for several weeks have been calling for an end to the passenger locator form as the government has gradually eased travel rules since the start of the year. The decision to get rid of all COVID-19-related travel regulations was welcomed by many travel groups. CNBC has reported that all vaccinated travelers will no longer require tests upon arrival in Singapore starting on April 1st. Pre-departure tests will still be needed. The Prime Minister announced on Thursday that Singapore will ease most of its COVID-19 restrictions, including outdoor mask mandates, starting on March 29th. Masks will still be needed indoors, and a safe distance of one meter between groups will still be required. Hungary has phased out almost all COVID-19-related restrictions. In relation to tourism, that means a return to pre-pandemic entry rules, as well as unrestricted access to and use of accommodation and attractions. There is also now no mandatory use of masks. Travelers can enter Hungary without the need of any vaccination or immunity certificate or any types of tests. At the same time, vaccination certificates will no longer be required to access indoor conferences, accommodations, or spas. Twenty twenty two will be filled with news of mergers and new partnerships. Flight Center Travel Group is upping its stake in travel content aggregator TP Connects to a majority seventy percent. Flight Center first invested in the Dubai-based TP Connects, which aggregates travel content from sources including GDSs, low-cost airlines, and other supplier direct channels, and new distribution capability content aggregators, and makes them available via a universal API. With its agreement and interest in that stake, Flight Center expects to benefit by providing clients of its corporate business the broadest range of relevant content through all available channels. Riders will have access to yellow cabs on the Uber app in New York City later this year. The change could mean that the skyrocketing cost of the ride-hailing service might start to come down. Thursday's announcement is a result of a partnership between Uber, Creative Mobile Technologies, and Curb Mobility, the latter of which are taxi tech software providers in the city's taxis. 
Working together, the three companies expect to begin rolling out services later this spring with a full launch this summer and eventually comprising 100% of New York City cabs on the Uber platform. Uber hopes that this will be a win-win for both riders and drivers who have suffered collectively from higher fuel prices. Raleigh, North Carolina-based Malpin Travel has merged with mid-size corporate agency Hess Corporate Travel, number 47 on Travel Weekly's 2021 list. Financial terms were undisclosed as both companies are privately held. Both companies are also branches of Tizal Travel Group. American Airlines and JetBlue have added travel perks to their Advantage and TrueBlue Mosaic status members as part of the company's Northeast Alliance partnership. The airlines began reciprocal benefits in 2021 after forming the partnership. Starting immediately, status members of either airline's loyalty program upon check-in can choose a complimentary main cabin extra seat on American and an even more space seat on JetBlue when available. Each of the cabin seats include extra legroom, early boarding, and dedicated overhead bin space on American and early access to overhead bin space on JetBlue. In addition, Advantage Executive Platinum and Platinum Pro members are eligible for same-day confirmed flight changes when traveling on either. Beginning in April, American Admiral Club members will be able to access Admiral Club lounges when flying on JetBlue. Members of either airline's loyalty program can accrue miles on the other's flights. Uber, as of today, will include its Uber One membership platform on the platform of its Uber for Business corporate division. With an Uber One subscription, members can receive unlimited free delivery on orders of food, groceries, and more with a minimum of $15 order from an eligible store. They can also get 5% off eligible rides, deliveries, and pickup orders from participating businesses. Uber One benefits apply to both personal and business orders. And now in news about sustainable travel. Airlines Association IATA has created a new way to calculate the amount of carbon emissions produced by a passenger on a specific flight. The launch of the IATA Recommended Practice Per Passenger CO2 Calculation is designed to offer an accurate and standardized way for corporate buyers to measure the emissions from their travel's journeys and assess this against the organization's reduction targets. IATA's Director General said airlines have worked together with IATA to develop an accurate and transparent way of using verified airline operational data. IATA's method takes into account several factors including fuel measurements, CO2 emissions calculations, the airline cabin flown, and also the use of SAF and carbon offsets. Sustainable aviation fuel producer Givo has signed a take-or-pay agreement with Delta Airlines to supply 75 million gallons of SAF per year for seven years. The agreement replaces the existing 2019 agreement, whereby Delta agreed to purchase 10 million gallons per year. For Delta, in order to meet its 10% SAF procurement commitment by 2030, the airline will need to secure 400 million gallons of SAF annually and 4 billion gallons annually if it was to fly solely on SAF. Booking Holdings on Tuesday released its Climate Action Plan, a framework intended to make the company and the industry more sustainable. The company said that the Climate Action Plan is the first of its kind of any global online travel company. Booking Holdings outlines a three-pronged approach to its plan. First is a commitment to sustainable operations and reduction of emissions. The company's goal in net zero emissions for its operations by 2030 and net zero emissions by 2040. Second is a commitment to sustainable travel by making sustainable trips easier to book. Last year, Booking.com launched Travel Sustainable Program, offering badges to properties that have implemented sustainable. Coming into the future is a wider rollout of programs across booking holding brands, as well as to cars, rides, and flights by the end of 2023. 
Airlines and the One World Alliance are planning to use up to 200 million gallons of SAF from 2027. They will purchase it from U.S.-based renewal provider to operate on routes at airports in California. The One World Alliance aircraft operating from California will be partially fueled by SAF for a period of five years. Alaska, American, British, Finnair, Japan, and Qatar are expected to use SAF from airports that they operate in in the state. Many of the airlines operate international flights from these airports, and the use of SAF will reduce the carbon footprint over long sectors. A new rule proposed by the U.S. Securities Exchange Commission, SEC, will require airlines to disclose actual greenhouse gas emissions in as little as two years. The move will bring an end to the industry's vague approach to carbon emission reduction targets. Under the guise of improved climate risk transparency for investors, the financial regulator will require a large publicly listed company to disclose any carbon emissions and any material risks climate change poses to their businesses, results of operations, or financial condition. Large companies with public valuations of more than $700 million would have to begin disclosing emissions in 2024, while small companies have until 2025 or 2026 to do so. Nearly every U.S. company is classified as a large company. With that, thank you for joining us, and I would like to ask you to tune in again next week on Monday morning to get your weekly update. We hope that you will make this a regular part of your week and listen in while you're on the move or sitting back and sipping your coffee. You can subscribe to this podcast by searching Business Travel 360 on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, or Pandora. Be sure to share this podcast with everyone you know so that they can also benefit from getting to know more about what's up in business travel. You can always find more information on businesstravel360.com. Have a great day and travel well. Oh, my God.